Welcome to a new episode of Pocket Guide AI, Artificial Intelligence for Executives. My name is Ansgar Wittermann, CEO of Goldblum Consulting in Berlin, Germany. At Goldblum, we are specialized in AI project management and enterprise architecture for zero. We help you bridge the gap between your existing IT and data department and the business goals you want to achieve. Before we start, I would love to welcome our global panelists today and, and extend my warmest gratitude to them for being here weekly to challenge our guest speakers with insightful questions. Maybe panelists, you can quickly introduce yourselves. Thank you, Ansgar. This is Samira. I am based in Saudi Arabia. I had research and project management um, in Maxwell Stamp, uh, an economic consultancy. Pleasure being here today. Hi, Ansgar. Uh, hi, this is Satya. I am an enterprise architect at Spinmaster. I'm from Toronto, Canada. Hi, this is Rainer. I am managing partner of a consulting company in Berlin, Germany, and uh, one of our focus areas is um, artificial intelligence, and we are happy to cooperate with um, Ansgar on that thing. Hi, my name is Elsa Papadopoulou. I'm a legal advisor and I'm following a PhD in artificial intelligence and ethics by design in health and care with the Department of Informatics at the Ionian University in Greece. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for the short introduction. And uh, then we can actually move to our topic today. And our topic today is interpretable AI. And uh, we will also get a valuable insight in uh, MIT Sloan Applied Business uh, Analytics course from our long-term panelist, Isao Kobayashi. And Isao is the CEO of Enfaith in Japan. Isao has worked in the field of IoT service development for many years, and he worked on optimal energy control for homes in smart cities, and was the national AI project team leader in Japan to develop a recommendation engine that utilizes cellular location information. And um, this recommendation engine has already been used in Japan during the COVID time to grasp large scale, scale movements. And uh, I'm very happy uh, that Isao could uh, make time today for us and uh, talk with us about inter interpretable AI and also the new uh, MIT course he joined. Welcome, Isao. Thank you, Asa. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Isao Kobayashi, uh, CEO of comes from Tokyo, uh, Japan. And uh, <coughs> I'd like to talk about uh, these fantastic topics about interpretable AI. And my uh, experience of AI uh, described on this uh, <coughs> slide, but Asuka already uh, described them. <laughs> so uh, let's start from my experience. Uh, current years, uh, MIT Sloan's BA course experience. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, much of the concept I'm talking about today comes from what I experienced in this course. This course describes that background of many services such as Netflix and Twitter and healthcare services and so on uh, teaches us practically 
how business analysis using machine learning and neural networks is performed. The lead professor of this course is MIT's David Bart Smith, uh, who has made many significant achievements in this field of operations research for over 35 years. In this course, uh, you can see integrated concept by which you can manage the various kind of AI algorithm in the optimal way. I mean, the optimal balance between accuracy and interpretability depends on the applicable level of misjudge by AI in the various field, it's key concept. So, uh, when you start an AI project, it's important to adopt, adopt a data-driven architecture. Many of us make mistakes in AI projects by starting with model selection. In reality, in many projects, the data can be prepared often, does not match the model and does not produce the desired result. The order of a data-driven architecture is as follows. First, setting goal, specify the scope of the mission to be achieved and write it out with a critical indicator as much as possible. Second, data fades, identify available data and characteristics. Define target variables and decision predictor variables. Third, model fades, determine the optimal model according to available data and goals, and list the tools to utilize. Fourth, decision fades, decide based on outcomes from various models, apply judgment, human in the loop. Finally, value fades, exhaust value from analytics, estimate the added value of interpretability, test for robustness. And generally, uh, business analysis by data science is performed by the following three algorithms. First, descriptive algorithm describes the data sets by identifying patterns and converting images and text into numbers. Imagine you can see the image of cluster analysis of Netflix users, the user start what attribute groups exist. Second, predictive algorithm forecast and outcome. For example, logic regression is used to predict the possibility, a probability of arising coronary heart disease. Finally, prescriptive algorithm recommends the next best step. For example, choose optimal portfolio according to the result of business analytics. And next is today's most important and uh, interesting concept 
optimal balance between accuracy and interpretability. Model selection, which we find diverse and complex, can be done from a unified perspective, utilizing this uh, scheme. In general, logistic regression and decision trees result a relatively easy to interpret because the logic of the algorithm is easy for humans to understand. However, the accuracy is not always high. Neural networks, on the other hand, can achieve high accuracy by providing many hidden layers, but instead it is practically very difficult for humans to trace why the result was derived. This trends to create a black box for the calculation basis of AI. In other words, it is less interpretable. We can illustrate these relationships in a diagram. When interpretability is set on the x-axis and accuracy is set on the y-axis, logistic regression is located in the lower right corner, where interpretability is high but accuracy is low. Neural networks, on the other hand, have a high accuracy but a low interpretability at the upper left. If you plot various other model methods such as decision trees and clustering on this graph, you can draw a curve from the upper left to the lower right of the graph. That writes, from the relational expression of this curve, it can be said the relation between interpretability and accuracy is inversely proportional. This relation becomes a magical relation when we choose the best model for the field and data to which AI is applied. Let's take a closer look at neural networks here. Neural networks can be divided into three main classes. First, multi-layer neural network. Second, convolutional neural network. Third, recurrent neural network. In general, neural networks can improve accuracy by increasing the number of hidden layers in the middle. On the other hand, the increase in hidden layers make it difficult for humans to interpret why the results were derived. Convolutional neural networks is very often used for non-structural image recognition and so on. The future is that the process of detecting edges in the convolutional layer is included at the beginning of the process, which enables more efficient image recognition. So, convolutional uh, neural networks provide some interpretability by exhausting and monitoring this result. But overall, it is very difficult to improve the interpretability of neural network results. And you need to carefully check by human in the loop if the output result of the neural networks is not affected by the bias. If you are executive or project manager, 
and your subordinate data scientists offer suggestions for analysis and control using AI, how do you justify it? In the past, especially in the case of neural networks, it is difficult for you to choose a clear reason for judgment, but you will have to make a decision with some ambiguity. And if you hear today's story, from tomorrow, you'll be able to apply cancer to your subordinate suggestions with some clear grants. First, you check in the fields to which the AI applies, whether the misjudgment by the AI is acceptable or not. If the result of AI judgment is related human life or death or the presence or absence of disease. It is necessary to choose a model with high interpretability. On the other hand, in the case of AI such as movie and product recommendation on the internet, even if the AI judgment is a little wrong, there is no fatal risk. In other words, you can select the optimum model by considering the magical relation between interpretability and accuracy. Next, <coughs> let's consider the amount of data and calculation cost required to start an AI project. Recall the graph image above where the x-axis is interpretability and y-axis is accuracy. The curve plotting each model method show that interpretability and accuracy are inversely, inversely proportional. In the case of neural networks, which was located in the upper left, the accuracy is high but it requires a considerable amount of data that is properly labeled. The computational cost of model with many hidden layers is also very high. So you shouldn't suddenly try to fully apply neural networks at the beginning of your AI project. There is a risk of exhaustion of data preparation and calculation cost before the effect of the application can be predicted. If the application of logistic regression or decision trees is effective in the scope you want, start selecting a model from this method, which requires less data and less calculation cost. Even if image recognition requires the application of neural networks in the early stages uh, human in the loop will first allow human to thoroughly analyze the characteristics of the data the cost balance between humans and neural networks is greater at first with human intervention and as a model becomes more sophisticated neural networks can gradually be operated by old. In this way, you can know the upright value 
appropriated with a small amount of data and calculation costs in the early stage of the project when the applied value is unknown. Finally, let me conclude my presentation with a direction for the future. Each AI method will be developed in a direction that is more satisfying in terms of both interpretability and accuracy. In other words, in the case of neural networks located in the upper right of the interpretability and accuracy graphs, uh, development will proceed in the direction of increasingly interpretability that sits in the right direction. Also, logic regression and balanced decision trees, which had high interpretability but slightly low accuracy. Development will proceed in the upward direction of the graph that sits aiming for a highly accurate method. Along with the improvement of computing power, methods with improved accuracy, such as optimal decision trees, have also been born. As mentioned above, it is very important to consider the optimal balance between interpretability and accuracy of each AI method in order to optimally select various AI data and models to achieve mission critical target values. And the executives and project manager can use this relationship effectively as a concern to guide projects that include AI in the right direction. Thank you very much for listening to me. Thank you. Thank you, Asuka. Thank you very much, Isao, for this impulse talk and uh, for all the information regarding accuracy versus interpretability. Um, Isao, I, I, have one, I have one question. Um, you said that in the medical and healthcare field, um, we should use more more highly highly interpretable um, uh, models, and also, for example, self-driving cars. But when when I look, for example, at radiology um, applications where you know uh, CNN models are uh, detecting cancer in X-rays. Uh, I, I always see them using these neural networks in comparison to highly interpretable, uh, interpretable um, models. Yeah, is that? I mean, do you see a risk there? Yeah, it's really the uh, important issues. I think so. And uh, truly, uh, in the end, a final decision, <laughs> uh, which has some defect or not disease or not, can be determined by real doctor. Because uh, only utilize applying such uh, automatically uh, AI application uh, when uh, there are some uh, misleading cards, <laughs> then uh, how uh, doctors can uh, explain such accidents. So, in my recognition, uh, in my understanding, uh, tremendous number of uh, images 
exhausted and analyzed, utilized by uh, these AI uh, methodology, such as neural networks. But final decisions uh, may be determined by humans and some, sometimes it applying human in the group. Hmm. It's most uh, reasonable, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. And and do you think that I I found very interesting your uh, the last uh, the last topic you talked about the optimal decision tree, you know that uh, for our listeners if you have this x y axis in the top right corner that quadrant where you have high interpretable models and high accurate accurate models, um, what what do you think? I mean, do you have any uh, any feeling when would these optimal decision trees these OCTs um, hit the market? Uh, is it still a few years to go or is it just in the universities being thought of right now or can we already use them? Yeah, actually, uh, this idea of this model comes from MIT's course and it's created uh, MIT's uh, this course uh, lead professor, Adibitris, and he explained uh, this is applicable uh, through uh, under the high performance of current machine uh, uh, allocation ability. And uh, almost uh, 10 years ago or so, uh, with a poor uh, machine performance, it cannot be done, but today it can be applicable, uh, applicable for this uh, OCT. Uh, and uh, it shows uh, some direction. But uh, actually, I don't uh, know exactly uh, because I need to apply this model by myself. One question, now that we have Elsa here, she's very, I mean, being in Brussels, you're so close to a uh, legislator. Uh, here in EU, you know, we have this new AI ethics framework coming up with with a big, big focus on interpretable models. And um, so, so what 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 do you uh, what, what do you think about this? Um, you know, uh, what we heard right now is there is there a big or is there a risk for for people to have to change their models now because they're highly accurate, but nobody can interpret what they're doing? Um, yes, so um, thank you very much for the question, but I must admit not having a technical background myself, it would be a little bit far-fetched uh, for me to <laughs> comment upon uh, the technical aspects of it. Um, what I look into is more how technology and the technical aspects of um, what Isao mentioned right now can be integrated with um, a more theoretical approach in terms of ethics and uh, legal compliance. So I definitely think, and this is also one of the purposes of my PhD, that um, a transdisciplinary and multidisciplinary approach is absolutely necessary, and especially in the fields of health and care, where uh, uh, experts with um, diverse backgrounds get together in order to be able to assess not only the technical feasibility and interpretability of such approaches, but also their um, 
compliance, I would um, say, with um, ethics and legal rules, taking into consideration one important aspect, which is that of liability in case something goes wrong. And how can you use approaches like the one explained by Isao to be able to understand what went wrong with an underlying uh, with the underlying principle, especially in the field of health and care, um, not only to do no harm, which is um, a baseline principle, I'd like to go one step even further, which is to do good, actually, which is um, preserving the ultimate good, which is saving human lives. Actually, that's a very interesting analogy. I have one point uh, bef- uh, to Isao. Um, as your as as the need for more highly interpretable model and accurate accu- and also have accurate models is 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 um, is, is illustrated here w- what's the data requirement for uh, how is that uh, uh, also work I, is it is it that you would need much more data than uh, uh, for for more accurate uh, interpretable models, or is it required to have less data, or it doesn't matter? I just wanted to understand that. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, as I ask uh, mentioned firstly, now I'm preparing a playbook for uh, uh, industry. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, factory and farm uh, utilizing these techniques. But uh, something it is difficult uh, because uh, there are no clean data <laughs> exactly, no sufficient data. And with such condition, uh, we need to cultivate this uh, new application of AI. And as I said, uh, there are already uh, people struggling, <laughs> pursuing uh, correct uh, uh, way of applying. And uh, uh, in this timing, I realize, uh, as I said, utilizing this uh, diagram, knowledge, know how. And uh, firstly, uh, I'd like to pick up more uh, e- uh, easier way. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, lower right. But it's uh, essentially. Uh, uh, hard, then uh, iteratively aim to choose uh, more appro- appropriate way. <laughs> Is it uh, correct for your question? <laughs> I think Satya, we lost him here. Um, what, what he also asked about the, the amount of data, you know. But I, I think if we if we would go for this optimal des- decision trees, um, I, I think we will definitely have to have more data because when we are working with logistic uh, regression, for example, these kind of models, we, we really don't know so much. Uh, we de- really don't need so much data um, because, you know, it's maybe not a mathematical term, but it's 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 much cleaner. And uh, and with neural networks, you're just, you know, you, you have to throw in much more data to, to get uh, adequate results. And I think, or... Well, that's the fear that uh, the the more you raise the accuracy of interpretable models, then you need much more data. That, that lies a little bit in the definition of accuracy. I don't I don't know if uh, 
so many people know how to um, how to uh, calculate accuracy. Um, we can put a link later on. Um, you can, then you can see how to act, uh, how to calculate that, and then you will see out of the definition that, that accuracy mostly demands then also more data. Um, I, I do have a question regarding this um, slide number eight again, Isao. If you could yeah, yeah. put that. Um, I've, I'm still confused. I'm still confused by that because <laughs> um, the, the the initial question is how AI risks are t uh, how many AI risks are tolerated, and um, obviously, um, uh, being wrong or being not right is a tolerable risk. This is what I, I this is where you really lost me um, because. You you say um, in this uh, slide that um, using uh, highly interpretable models, um, decision trees and regression models, um, you you give up accuracy for uh, interpretability, and uh, obviously, and that's why my question is: being wrong is not a risk. Yeah, or it's not considered being a risk. Uh, yeah, correct. And uh, as for this uh, chart, uh, pro chart, I uh, described this chart for uh, easy to understand. <laughs> so simplified di diagram. Truly, a practical case depends on the situation. And uh, as for explanation of this Kanosa uh, by interpretability, uh, one. Uh, easy way to explain for me, uh, starting from ask uh, us uh, uh, <coughs> where is uh, risk, where is uh, uh, misjudgment risk, and uh, which cause some effect on real people's situation or not. And uh, more practically, uh, divided into various kinds of applications. Then uh, you can separate into each branch, uh, utilizing normal question. Uh, are there any supervised data, non-supervised data, or it is some features of your data, of some some uh, structure, <laughs> applicable, uh, applicable uh, clustering model or not, or only classifying or uh, determining some number. So, actual case, it depends on the real situation. Yeah, I think so. And Reinhard, just, just for you to, to understand, when, when we talk about risk and project management, it's how can we actually calculate the risk or not? And with these, uh, let's say, highly accurate models, you, it's very, very hard to, to calculate the risk you, you're looking for. Because as, as uh, Isao just said, you know, it's, with these uh, decision tree and logistic regression models for example you have all these you know it's a structured approach and you don't have any structured approach on the right side when it's about you know when you can accurately or when you can tolerate ai risk and uh, there, there was a few years back there was this incident um and because now everybody's talking about bias um you know where i think somebody from africa was uh, um uh, was labeled uh, was labeled uh, i think a gorilla or chimpanzee and there was a huge problem um but but this is something nobody could have predicted you know because there's there was no way 
to know in advance how the model would actually work. And they picked up some cues of really, really bad. And uh, Google had to go on their knees to uh, to apologize <laughs> for that. And that's that that that's AI risk. But because they use these multi-layer neural networks with thousands of hidden layers in between. And, um, you know, you have to weigh in if you're willing to do that. But if you're on the medical uh, side or healthcare side, and you're not just on the predictive side, but for example, also the prescriptive side, you know, where the AI um, determines how to operate, how to operate on a person or what medicine to give, uh, you know, from a law uh, perspective, on a, from a compliance perspective, that kind of risk we can't take. And no hospital would take that risk. Uh, absolutely, I, I see the point. I mean, I see the point, but still, um, that really means that um, being wrong or being not correct um, is not considered a right. Okay, you cannot calculate it, but th that's it's, it's something like we had a discussion like 20 years ago whether you could prove an algorithm to be right or you could just measure its behavior. And um, to, you have to weigh uh, what you really want. I mean, do you want accuracy um, to, to give up accuracy? Uh, and that's that's a risk as well. That's what I'm saying. To be wrong is a risk. But on the other hand, I, get, I, I concur. Uh, it is it is a risk not to know what the system is doing. Absolutely. But um, It's like a contradiction in terms, being wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> and, uh, I think it includes ethical issue. And ethical issue uh, cannot be measured with numerical uh, percentage. And uh, I know uh, your EU uh, describes some uh, guideline for safe application of AI. And uh, <coughs> in the end, Uh, I, I think uh, there is some uh, scheme or framework uh, for us to keep safe application of this uh, uh, number of a variety of AI application to our real life. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think, Rainer, uh, and you, you're fully also right. You know, that's why, that's why Misao mentioned this optimal decision tree, you know, to, to yeah. keep the interpretable model, but you know, raise their accuracy because, you know, no, nobody wants to be, to, to know the wrong and then just use bad stuff. You know, that's not what we do. Absolutely. If, if we would have that, that would be perfect. But um, <laughs> as we all know, there, there's nothing like a perfect world. <laughs> something, something ideal case. But for a beginner of AI project manager, it is very useful to understand and to grasp the whole scheme and you uh, are not abo uh, avoiding uh, entering into uh, uh, deep forest of AI. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm reading this book, How to Make the World Add Up, and it's very insightful when it comes to the availability of um, data. And there are two questions that um, are asked that I find very, very interesting. Are we sure that we have enough data and uh, then the second question that is asked is are we sure that the enough data that we have are the right ones that can lead us to a higher accuracy rate and an easier way to interpret the 
algorithmic models that are being used, designed, used, uh, developed and deployed. And that's the first part of my question. And the second question is from a technical point of view, and please excuse my ignorance, whether there is a way of verifying the uh, um, verifying actually the outcome and maybe coming up with a higher accuracy rate at the verification stage and how can this be integrated in the process from right the beginning from the concept and up to the deployment mm -hmm. thank you thank you yeah so uh, my research uh, uh, triggered by the, my experience i'm a project manager so i experience uh, so many number of uh, failure <laughs> due to understanding this complicated air project <laughs> so uh, this uh, diagram is uh, uh, impressive for me <laughs> because uh, previously I uh, cannot understand clearly the photo whole scheme. But maybe I think this is uh, nothing but clue, but important clue for us to understand this complicated world. And uh, <coughs> I, all members said, uh, truly, uh, this practical world is complicated with ethical issues. So uh, we are on the way to uh, describe and pursue more appropriate way <laughs> to solve this problem. But yeah, it's very effective way. Uh, so utilize for better usage, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> The two questions you had, maybe we can Thank you. Go, go back a little bit to, to your accuracy, because the accuracy is calculated with, maybe I start with the second part, uh, you know, how do you verify the outcome? Um, I mean, if you have a very concrete model in mind, for example, um, if we stick with the radiology, you know, did, did the AI um, classify an X-ray X-ray picture as um, as cancer or not cancer so mm. and what we normally do afterwards and you, you you see there's some supervised learning and some unsupervised learning what we do later um, we make a loop and, um, and in this loop we have literally people there who, who label the outcome to be correct or not correct um, and this can be you know if, if you define it as a task what is the AI doing you know for example as a for a car stay in the lane um, don't um, you know? Don't crash, um, and so so you define it very very clearly, and then afterwards you look if it actually helped or not, and then and because the definition of accuracy is something like true positive and false negative. So did the did the AI clearly define the event positively, and is that correct? Right. So and in this way, afterwards we can optimize the accuracy by labeling the events. And the first one, and, and that comes actually, um, and there I agree with um, with Isao also, you know, as a project manager, when you lead an AI team, what a lot of people are overseeing is there's one role, and this role is the data analyst and uh, sometimes a statistician and somebody with a business, business analytical skill. 
which actually knows the value of the task. And you um, saw in the beginning of his talk, he talked about value and also setting a goal. And this is exactly what a lot of people are doing wrong. They're starting with the model, as Isao said, and they're not looking at the goal. So they don't really define what is good data and what is not good data because they don't even fully define the goal where they want to go. And um, if we add, you know, if we are staffing a team when it comes to data science and we staff them with a business analyst and also data analyst, they don't even have to be data scientists. They have to be special matter experts in their field. And we add them very early in the project. Then um, the question of do we have correct data um, uh, can be answered much, much better. Because otherwise, you know, you can throw in bad data and, <laughs> um, and, and nothing good comes out of it. You know, if you're if you're a gold gold uh, if you're a gold hunter, and you are just um, you know increasing increasing the uh, increasing the yards you are putting in your machine, but the, the the soil itself has no gold in it, then your outcome is still bad, right? So so that's uh, that's what we always um, tell our clients. You know, be a be a smart gold digger. Thank you very much. This um, sheds the quite um, a lot of light uh, in my query before or my query that I had just before and um, I just have one last question so um, do you think that there is improvement that needs to be made when it comes to integrating specialists that can drive the discussion and the design of the process towards the right goal uh, uh, as you mentioned uh, do you think that um, there is uh, like a lack of such integration right at the start of the process and there needs to be a lot of improvement or is it sufficiently covered at the stage that we are now of the um, technologies uh, evolution and in such processes? Well, I, I think it's, it's highly lacking. I mean, we're seeing 70% of all AI projects are failing. And especially before because of that you know they are not bridging business and it or data and um you know that's why i, I wanted to to have isao here today because he is you know mm -hmm. one of the rare kinds who is exactly bridging that gap you know and uh, many people just don't do it they they hire phd data scientists <laughs> and they think now we do ai and, um, you know, and that's why I'm, I'm waiting so much for Isao's handbook for project managers to come out. Yeah, um, because that is something which the whole world is lacking. And, and that, that's why, you know, both Isao in Japan and we here in Germany as a consulting agency, we, we're exactly doing that all day long. <laughs> that's the only thing we do, as it seems, you know, because, because you know, most of the time, you know, we don't even come to the models. Because we have to do, you know, for, as they say, for the 90% of the time, we do something else to prepare the company to actually start with a model. Excellent. Thank you so much. And I'm really looking forward also for the book <laughs> then. I think it will help me to better understand the whole process because also as a legal person, for me, it is not sufficient that I can give you, Ansgar, or to Isao, a legal advice and tell you, listen, these are the rules. You need to comply with this and no. I need to be able to understand 
the technology behind it. Maybe I cannot design an algo or put in place a process, but at least I would like, I have the curiosity to be able, and I need, and I think I need to have the curiosity to be able to understand what you are doing, why you are doing it, what's the purpose of doing it, so that we can have this synergetic approach to optimize the outcome while mitigating the risks. And I would be more than happy to engage in further discussions on this because I find all this feedback very, very insightful. And thank you very much. It's, it's helpful for us. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, everyone, um, uh, for, for this very lively and uh, very interesting talk. Uh, this topic, um, we, we could talk hours, days, months about it. And um, yeah, it, it's thank you very much, Isao, for taking your time and for preparing this talk and uh, to condense it in, in a way that, you know, we could talk about it in 30 minutes. So thank you very much, uh, Isao. And we're all waiting for your book to come out. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, panelists. And uh, see you next week. Yeah, bye -bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. Thank you.